If your team got guaranteed money, tell them call me. Whoop. Make me say, my, my, my. I done been around the world. Yeah, I was made for this. Player Performance with J.A. Cavalier. This is Player Performance. I am the most respected figure in sports gambling, J.A. Cavalier. We are here now for NFL Week 12 on a Wednesday night. I am already three deep Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. I am joined with Big Mike from the group home. Mike, what's going on? Oh, nothing much. How are you doing? Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Nancy, and the kids. Thank you. Hope everybody uh, is staying home, staying safe. No COVID. COVID COVID-free. Been tested. Yeah, knock on wood, right? That's correct. As I said, three deep. Do you hear the ice clinking? I did hear the ice clinking, and that's a nice little sound there. All right, we get right into it. We'll get the recap from Tessa. And, of course, not for nothing with TV Al. Al's becoming a star here. Um, So we're going to go into the recap with Tessa right now. Tessa, week 11 recap. Give it to me. Back it up. One more time. All right, let's see that again. NFL week 11 recap. Murray Magic ran out in Arizona as the Hawks regained the NFC West. Ooh, the Jags continue their fall through fields as the Steelers pick off Jake Luton four times. No one told the Lions offense when to take the field. They were shut out in Carolina. The Pats still aren't the Brady Pats as they fall to the Texans for loss number six. Derrick Henry has adopted the Baltimore Ravens as his children. The Titans bulldoze them in OT. Carson Wentz and the Eagles proved yet again they're a bad team in a bad division and lose to the Browns. Taysom Hill started as the Saints QB. On another note, Taysom Hill dominated the Atlanta Falcons and Drew Brees wasn't missed. Washington football team beat Cincy and ended Joe Burrow's season. The Chargers got an automatic W as they faced the winless Jets and finally won a game down the stretch. Ah, Tua time ended early when the rookie was benched as the Finns got bucked by the Broncos. Andy Dalton outdueled Kirk Cousins. Yes, it was as bad as it sounds. Death, taxes, and Aaron Rodgers losing in overtime. The Packers fall to the Colts. Don't give Patrick Mahomes even a minute of time to win. He will, just ask the Raiders. Yeah, Tom Brady checked into a senior home early with his two picks and lost to the Rams. That was the NFL recap for week 11 with Tessa. Now we go back into the games. I pick them, you play them, we all make money. Las Vegas, Atlanta. First starting out with the Raiders at the Falcons. The Raiders are minus three and a half, total 55 and a half. Jay, the Raiders are a team that have to win these easy games to slide into the playoffs. Does this typically add any negative pressure to a football team? You know, the thing here is the Falcons have been anything but easy this season. And with the exception of Julio Jones, who's questionable for Sunday's game, they are one of the healthier teams in the NFL right now. I mean, that being said, I, I can't ignore the numbers. And the numbers in this, scre- in this game scream Las Vegas. Raiders 6-4, and 7-3 and three against the number, 4-1 and one on the road. Vegas is 5-1 and one ATS in their last six. Six and one in their last seven on the road. All of that, and yet the number that really sticks out is the Atlanta Falcons ranked 31st against the past. I would love to take the Raiders in this spot based on those numbers, and I'm a huge Raider fan, but I'm a bigger fan of money, and I'm going to buck the trends, and I'm going to play into the number in this game. And in this space, in this business, Mike, you know as well as I do, if it walks like a duck, it quacks like a duck. It's 100 fucking percent of goose, right? That's correct. And <laughs> yeah, and the Raiders have never, look, they, they, I mean, they really put it into perspective. The Raiders have never looked better. 
The Falcons are on a downward spiral. The Matt Ryan chapter is coming to a close. And yet the line is three. Actually, it went from three and a half to three. Two teams I, I, I think of when I look at the Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers and the LA Chargers. Two teams the Raiders struggled to beat because they couldn't get off the field. Matt Ryan is still better than both Teddy Bridgewater and Justin Herbert. And more so, the line is directing me which way to go. So again, I'm going to play into that number. The world will be all over the Raiders in this game. Upset special of the week to start the show. I will take the Atlanta Falcons with the points, but expect them to win this game outright. Cleveland, Jacksonville. The Browns are at the Jaguars. Cleveland's minus six and a half. The total's 49. Will the Jags win another game this season? Their defense is brutal, and their offense hasn't gotten sync all year. The Jags may not win another game for the next two years. <laughs> I mean, although in this particular game, this kind of feels like a game that the public's going to be all over. I'm not going to go on record and say that the Cleveland Browns is the wrong play here. However, can you really trust the Browns to cover on the road laying six or seven points? The Browns, the Browns do bring in one of the best backfields and definitely the best two-headed monster in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. But I find it hard to trust Baker Mayfield in this spot, covering a six, seven-point spread. Now, I can't take Jacksonville either, so I'll grind my teeth and bear it for the sake of the show, lean on laying the points with the Cleveland Browns. And for the Jacksonville Jaguars this week, I think the bigger story than the game itself is the Jacksonville Jaguars principal owner, Khan, bids to buy London's Wembley Stadium. I mean, is this a subliminal message? We know that when he first picked up the team, he, there was talks about him trying to move the Jaguars to Jacksonville. I mean, I actually like the move. I find that interesting. Having a team overseas, a team playing in London would be amazing. I think it'll add $500 I, million to the team's worth if he does that, just because of the, all the different things they can sell in London and over in Europe area. I would love to see a team in Europe. All right. Speaking of that, let's go into Europe down in Miami. It's the Miami Dolphins at the Jets. Miami, New York. Miami minus seven, total 44 and a half. You know, with Tua being pulled, uh, what kind of confidence uh, moving forward do you think Tua is going to have? It, this should be a game that he gets into and he should be able to bounce back big against the Jets. What do you think, Jay? I actually think this is going to be very interesting to see how Tua responds. I didn't like the move by Flores last week at all. I do, however, believe he has a plan. And from what he's done so far since he's been here in Miami, I can't really question him. You know, but pulling the rookie, the rookie quarterback, who's the future of the team, you know, and still what was a very winnable game is, in fact, questionable. If you're, if you're all in on Tua, then be all in on Tua. Agreed. Yeah, don't coddle the kid, you know, the first sign of adversity. Let him play through it. See what he can do with it. Now, the Dolphins have the fourth best total defense in the league. And despite the Jets being over on the season, they've shown some signs of life returning, you know, with some of their offensive weapons. This rivalry has been all Miami the last five years, seven and three straight up and seven, two and one against the number. The Miami offense nearly doubles the Jets in points, passing yards and rushing yards. Joe Flacco will probably start this game. And in the last game against Miami, he had a, a quarterback rating of 50. And the fish, of course, won. <laughs> yeah, and the fish, of course, won that game twenty-four nothing at home. And although that was a bad loss to you know to the Broncos, and I didn't like what Brian Flores did pulling the rookie in the big spot. I do see the Finns bouncing back. 
I'll take the seven. I'll lay the seven in this game. I'll take the Miami Dolphins laying the seven. I think the Dolphins will win this one also. Jay, I'm with you on that one. Let's go to 10. That's pretty scary for you. Though. <laughs> the Tennessee Titans are at the Indianapolis Colts. Tennessee, Indianapolis. India's minus four. The total is 51. Both of these teams are basically they're evenly matched. What do you think uh, Tennessee learned about themselves from their last loss to this Colts team? They learned that though Derrick Henry may absolutely own your Baltimore Ravens, Mike. Yeah. It is, it is going to take, take a little bit more to beat the Colts. Actually, both teams come in and you know, off of overtime wins. Titans over the Ravens, Colts over the Packers. Both were actually really good games, probably the best two games on Sunday. I mean, last time out, the Colts shut out Tennessee in the second half, won the game 34-17. I was actually all over the Colts in that one. The Colts have got one of the, the top defenses in the NFL. We all know this. But more important defensively, they are third against the run. Derrick Henry, of course, will get his, but I don't think that's going to be enough. Colts can keep, keep Derrick Henry in check. 10-2 in their last 12 at home against Tennessee, and they've put up at least 34 points in their last three or four. Tennessee's defense is suspect at best. 27th in passing, 21st against the run. I like the Colts at home in this spot. Like the game, but I love the total. Last week, 4-1 on totals in the NFL. Totals, not always the prettiest or sexiest girl in the room, but it is always the girl that puts out. Now, I know if I'm putting my money up, I'm getting something in return. Return on totals is much greater in the NFL than playing the sides. Five totals in the NFL that I absolutely love this week. Double, triple, quadruple your investment this week. Just $99, one week of NFL. I guarantee perfection, or instead of a week, you will get the entire NFL season. That's right, 5-0 and guaranteed, or instead of a week, you get the entire NFL season. Get to whylose.com right now. That's the letter Y, L-O-S-E.com. Go to the package. Go click on football. Let's make some money this week. And I can attest to that. I, I did I did play your 4-1 and one last week, and it was great. And you have just been kicking ass on the totals, and I do appreciate that. New Orleans, Denver. New Orleans Saints are at the Broncos. New Orleans minus six. The total is 43 and a half. Denver has a bizarre winning history here against the Saints, but does that really indicate that they can hang in this game? First, the Broncos are not a terrible football team, right? I mean, much like the Giants, for the most part, they've been very competitive. On the other side, much has been stated, and in my opinion, overly praised Taysom Hill's performance against the Falcons. I mean, Mike, you, me, and nine other guys can put up points on Atlanta, right? I mean, if, <laughs> you know, if, if you're asking me right now, what's more impressive? Taysom Hill torching the Atlanta Falcons or Denver beating Miami outright. I say Denver. Agreed. Yeah, because in my world, at least the world in the bubble I live in or the bubble we live in, in my world, the Broncos actually have a better record than the Saints. In my world, it's not just about winning on the field. It's how many points you win by on the scoreboard. Saints are 5-5 five and five against the number. The Denver Broncos are 6-4. and four. Surprisingly, surprisingly, the Denver Broncos are 5-0 and straight up and 4-1 and against the spread against New Orleans the last five times they've met. Mile high isn't an easy place to play, especially for a quarterback making his first start on the road. Broncos defense is a lot better than Atlanta, and they actually have some, some tape on Taysom Hill to look at at the quarterback position. I will take the home dog in this spot, give me the six points, and go Broncos. 
There you go. Go Broncos. San Francisco, Los Angeles. San Francisco 49ers at the Rams. L.A. is minus seven, total 46 and a half. Jay, do you think the injuries proved to be too much for San Francisco to overcome in a game against the Rams at their hottest stretch? It's really hard to bet against a team running as hot as the Rams are right now. Back in Nick Mullins, catching seven is actually tempting. The line itself is actually telling you how much respect the Niners are getting. Seven is an extremely low number. You know, when, when you factor in the Rams are one of the hottest teams in the NFL with an elite defense. I mean, an absolute elite defense. So just how good has that defense been, you ask? Well, second in total defense, second in passing defense, third in rushing defense. But with all that said, the Rams have actually been really bad in this series. Three and seven, both straight up and against the number. That's not a small sample size either. Still, I am going to have to lean Rams. I don't love the seven. More so, Goff has a tendency to play like trash in these spots. Just when you think the Rams are, are, are a true contender and rolling, he seems to come out and play really bad football. I would actually look to tease the seven with a second team. Maybe a really good spot to catch the Cleveland Browns in, in a pick em. Six-point teaser. Los Angeles Rams, Cleveland Browns. Sounds like a good one to me. Uh, I think I'll take that teaser with you. Kansas City, Tampa Bay. Kansas City Chiefs are at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Kansas City is minus three. That total is 54. Now, Jay, Tom Brady has played the Chiefs team really well while he was in New England. You think his success is going to carry over to the Buccaneers, or is Tampa just a pretender this year with Brady? I actually love this game. I will be advising millions of dollars on this game. I have already put this game in. I've locked in the number. You can get it now on whylose.com. That's the letter Y-L-O-S-E.com. Go to the special offers. Get this game posted for just $299. That's $299. This could and should be the biggest play you make all week, if not all month. Chiefs Buccaneers, just $299. Guaranteed and fully backed. Get it now on whylose.com. I am rolling anywhere from 25 to 50 units on this particular play. I will be, again, advising millions on this game. Get to whylose.com right now. By far the biggest game of the week. That's why lose, the letter Y, L-O-S-E.com. Chicago Green Bay. Chicago Bears are at the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay is minus eight and a half. The total is 45. In this one, Nick Foles is struggling for the Bears. Should they make the switch back to Mitch Trubinsky if they want any hope in making a playoff run? And they can do it against this Green Bay terrible defense. What do you think, Jay? You know, I don't care who the Bears actually put under center, to be honest with you. For me, this is more about uh, defense. These are two, like, polar opposite teams, aren't they? I mean, the Bears play defense, no offense. Packers play offense, no defense. And I don't really love this number for the Green Bay Packers because I don't trust that Packers defense. With the exception of the Rams game, the Bears, as offensively challenged as they have been at times, have not lost a game by more than eight points this season. I've said this about Aaron Rodgers for years, and I'm going to say it again. When he gets pressured and hit and things are not going extremely well for him, he seems to sit on the sideline and fucking pout like my son did when the PS5 was sold out. Now, <laughs> it's true. I mean, I mean the, the camera cuts. Uh, he does pout. He pouted when he was when, in the game against Tampa Bay, too. When they, when they, when when they, they cut got- it. Well, well, first off, he plays in quicksand. 
I mean, what, what, listen, when they cut to his face, he's sitting there on the fucking side, like pouting. I almost felt felt bad, like he needed a hug. Holy shit! I mean, but, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, did, I take these numbers into consideration. The Packers are nine and one straight up at home. Their last ten. And they're just two and two against the number at home. Rogers does does get a, a fully healthy Allen Lazard back in this game, who is an absolute legit number two. But I trust the Bears' defense enough to keep this close. Chicago is going to apply pressure. Their defense keeps it close and keeps them in every game. I will actually call this one Packers twenty, Bears seventeen. I do think this is going to be low scoring, and I look for the Bears to keep it close. And if the Packers start to pull away a little bit in the fourth quarter. I will still look for that backdoor touchdown. Packers with the win, Bears staying inside the number. Seattle, Philadelphia. Seattle is minus five and a half. The total is 50 and a half. Do you think the five and a half point spread, is that way too low for a team that just beat the Cardinals by seven? Ooh, shots fired. Doug Peterson, after the loss to Cleveland, took out the Uzi in the postgame interview, aiming at everyone but the ball boy. I mean, Wentz is taking a ton. <laughs> it's true. I mean, Wentz is taking a ton of heat for his play against the Browns last week. But as Brady showed in Monday night's game, it's hard for a quarterback to get in rhythm when he's being hit on what seems like every single play. Now, the good news is Seattle doesn't apply any pressure. They actually don't believe in pressure in Seattle. And they're dead last in yards allowed. I actually feel this is a comfortable matchup for Carson Wentz. Offense, offense will be healthier than it's been all season. He's not going to be under pressure at all. And at least, well, at least on Monday night, at least on the field. He'll still be dealing with pressure from the Eagle fans, but you know how that goes. Now, I'm going to go with the over-the-posted total in this game. I'm going over-the-posted total. Seattle-Philadelphia Eagles, way over-the-posted total. Take it over the 50. I love this spot for this play. Go over, go over. Big. Seattle can score 50 themselves in this game. Well, they, yeah. I mean, obviously, we all know what Russell Wilson could do and what the offense could do, and they're going to put up points. Seattle's going to score. They're going to score at will. Um, you're not worried about getting points from Seattle. But really, I only feel like you need about 30 points from Seattle in this game. I think the Eagles can keep it close. Now, I am tempted to take the Eagles at five and a half, but this game being on, on Monday night, I'll actually wait closer to game time to see you know how that plays out. But as of right now, I'm locked, I'm loaded on this over. And now it's time for Not For Nothing. Not For Nothing. With TV Al. Hello, sports fans. This is TV Al from New York, New York. New York City. New York City. Let's talk about my teams. Crazy week in football. Not for nothing. QBs went down like shooting ducks in a pond. Oh, my God. All these guys getting hurt. Hey, my hat's off to Big Ben. 10-0. Also, my Jetsies are 10-0. Only thing, they're the other way around. Hey, if I was the owner of the New York Jets, I'd tell Denard to stay home. Take a vacation with Stanton. Both of them are getting paid for not playing. And by the way, how about the guy that we got from Baltimore? At least he put up 60 points in two games. Hey, guys, not for nothing, how about those New Orleans Saints? I heard it from the grapevine. Drew went over the hill and he said, let me give you a little pointers here and there. And Hill said, hey, Drew, not for nothing. I got this game. It's a breeze. Hey, guys, not for nothing. Let's get up with the games 
my New York G-Men. Hey, the Giants. Three and seven. Everybody else, same record. Got a shot at winning that division. And I tell you right now, Thanksgiving came very fast. To me, it's really not the same. To me, Thanksgiving is getting up early in the morning, watching the March of the Wooden Soldiers with Laurel and Hardy, seeing the Thanksgiving Day Parade, eating like a pig, and watching football. Heaven, I'm in heaven. There is really nothing like it. Well, anyway, enjoy your day and have a great Thanksgiving. And by the way, not for nothing, New York, I still love you. The overall thoughts of TVL do not represent player performance. In fact, disregard all of what is said and our apologies in advance. Jay, let me ask you something. The NFC East, they are the beast of the NFL, aren't they? The NFC East, listen, everybody's talking about how bad the (laughs) NFC East is. I know you make jokes and it's a big joke. It's a butt of a joke. But if you really, (laughs) listen, if you dig into the NFC East, and I mean really dig into the NFC East, right now the Giants are playing really good football. There's not many teams in the NFL playing better football than the New York Giants, right? I agree with that. And, you, you know, the Eagles here, but th- this is a big game for them. They they need to win this one. They're, what, 3-7-1? and one, or I, I mean, they have to win. Yes, 3-6-1 and one still, still at the head. But And here's another thing, and here's an interesting thing. Like, let's bring up the teams that, that, are, that are in the playoffs right now in, in the NFC. And let's just say, and of course, this is, you know, if, if, if the queen had balls, she'd be king, of course, right? Correct. If the Cowboys can can get this playbook tailored more towards Andy Dalton, do the Seahawks want to meet the meet the Cowboys in the playoffs? Do the Rams want to meet the Cowboys in the playoffs? I mean, the Cowboys are absolutely loaded offensively. Yes, defensively challenged. They don't play much defense. However, they have they have probably the best skill set of players in the entire league. Is there any team that really wants to face the Dallas Cowboys in a shootout? Which is what the game's going to be, no matter who the team is. Listen. Also, go back to week one of the NFL. Cowboys face the Rams. Mike McCarthy doesn't kick a game-tying field goal. Goes for it on fourth and down, which is just ridiculous. And I'm just so tired of fucking these head coaches just going for it on every fourth down, what seems like these days. But he kicks that game-tying field goal. You're talking about the Dallas Cowboys beating the Rams, who are in control of the West and playing the best ball probably in the NFC right now, correct? That is correct. So they had a chance to win that game. They had a chance to win to win against Seattle. I mean, granted, took some miraculous comebacks, and, and they've played some bad football, and they've been terrible on defense. But you don't want to enter a shootout with the Dallas Cowboys right now. So are you saying the Dallas Cowboys win the East? I actually want to see what happens here on Thanksgiving, right? I, I think they have the, the, the easiest shot, to be honest with you. Offensively, they're, the, they're by far the best team in the East, offensively. Their defense, their defense obviously is going to be an, an issue. So we'll go with the Dallas Cowboys to win the East then right now. Fuck it. I'm going <laughs> as of this week. We'll, we'll, no, 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 as no, of no, this no, week. No. You know we'll, what? You know what? I'll, I'll actually make it official next week. I want to see what happens on Thanksgiving against Washington. Now, don't forget, guys, that this, this show is actually recorded Wednesday night. So Thanksgiving hasn't come yet. I'm actually celebrating early. Well, I celebrate every night. That's right. <laughs> That's and, and and when you win, like whylose.com, you can afford to celebrate. Facts. Big fat facts. Again, I will call it next week on next week's show who will win the East. I have to see what happens this week. I have a bottle to get into, guys, on this Thanksgiving. 
Take those you are most thankful for, hold them close, hold them dear, especially in 2020 in this time of craziness. That's our show for this week. I am J.A. Cavalier for Big Mike from the group home. Guys, thanks for joining us. Remember, play with your head, not above it.